Hey friends, Emma here. It's Tuesday, September 27. Welcome to the Missions Changed My Life show by Global Hope India with your host, Kevin White. This is the podcast where we say yes to God's call to finish the task of the Great Commission. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin is a best-selling author, international speaker, and serial entrepreneur. He has helped start hundreds of churches, businesses, and nonprofits throughout the world. Now as CEO of Spirit Media, Kevin is reinventing the publishing industry by connecting publishing and branding, starting marketing before publishing, and publishing in every format, everywhere, to all nations. If you need help writing, editing, publishing, marketing your book, or building your brand, Get help from Kevin and his team at spiritmedia.us. That's spiritmedia.us. Okay, now here's your host, Kevin White. Good morning, everyone. It's Tuesday, September the 27th, and this is the Missions Change My Life show with Global Hope India. I am Pastor Kevin White, and I'm so excited to have you watching on YouTube or listening wherever podcasts can be heard. Please take time to subscribe, like, and comment during the show. Last week, we began a three-part series of a message entitled, The Power of Believing with Melvin Pillay, a platinum speaker in the Zig Ziglar organization. He is a leader to world leaders, and he is sharing a powerful word of God, The Power of Believing. This is part two. Put your hands together as we welcome Brother Melvin to the show. God bless you. By the time I was 14 years old, I started my world of staying. I was working to help my mom and dad and my family. So we had an elder brother. My elder brother went to law school, and he was going to be the guy that took us out of poverty. He graduated law school, got married, had a six-month-old baby, and then his wife called to say that my brother tragically had drunk. Around the age of 31, my mother's heart was broken. The whole weight of the family fell on these good shoulders. A few years later, I packed two suitcases and made my way to Auckland, New Zealand. I got a job going door to door selling house burglar alarms. Now, somebody said that's like selling ice to the Eskimos in New Zealand. Now, people loved me, but they didn't love me that much to give me the money for the alarm. So I had money enough for three months stay at the boarding house. My money all went away, and I got kicked out of the boarding house. Thankfully, the owner of the alarm company said, if you can sleep the company floor, I'll give you free accommodation. So I slept, literally slept under the boardroom table. I got up in the morning, had a glass of water. At night, a glass of water and dry bread. That was my lunch, that was my dinner. I struggled. I worked hard. I worked 18 hours a day. My passion was there. I was excited. All I wanted to do was to take care of my family, but I could never get grateful. Anyone ever experienced that in life? You're working, you're slogging, you're grinding, you're hustling, you're doing everything, but nothing seems to work. Well, one day, America happened. I went out door knocking. I found myself in a public library in Auckland. Something prompted my heart. Go into this library. I do. And something prompted my heart. Look at the audiobook section. 
of the sacred idea. I finally told you to say faith. And on the faith was the name they they do. Now something telling you that the state now it cost two dollars to bring the state. How many of you know that two dollars is a lot of money when you don't have one? Thank God I had two dollars. I rented the tape. I put the cassette tape into my recorder. From the time this bigger opened his mouth till the end, I was quiet. I never heard a man speak like that. He said, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And you can have everything in life that you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And all of a sudden, from business, he starts to talk about Jesus. I said, wow, I know that name Jesus. My mother told me about that. So Zig Ziglar came to the end of the, end of the tape and said, and I'll see you at the top. I thought he meant heaven. I said, okay, Mr. Ziglar, I'll meet you in heaven. That became the moment of me giving my heart to the Lord Jesus. As he came to the end of the tape, I said to him, Mr. Ziegler, I don't know who you are, but one day, this dead, broke, stale person is going to stand on the stages of the world and speak the way you are. I had no clue who he was. I went back to work, I listened to that tape from a struggling salesperson, I became the top salesperson, sales manager. Eventually, I had my own dealership of the very company within 18 months. Seven years later, I visited a seminar for the first time in Dallas, Texas. I was sharing this very story with my opponent. Somebody walking by said, hey, young man, you need to go onto the platform and share this with the entire, with the entire auditorium. I do, and Big Ziggler was seated in the audience. As I came off the platform, the vice president of Big Ziggler came up to me. He wrapped his arms around me and said, young man, you need to work with me. So I get certified trained with Zig Ziglar. I finished off as the Vice President of Global Sales for Zig Ziglar International. And today I'm one of only eight Ziglar Platinum speakers on the earth. What that means is that I have more than one gift. <laughs> Once again, I will share with you and encourage you. Nothing is impossible for the one who believes. And I'd like to add, the one who chooses to believe. You see, you've got a choice to make this very moment. When I heard Zig Ziglar, I can't tell you, I was so heartbroken prior to that. I was so beaten up. I was working honestly. I came to place of absolute giving up on my dreams, giving up on my hopes. I said to myself, everything I do is good, but that's what I can never find faith through. Well, I didn't find Jesus. See, before my breakthrough, I had to find something that was more important. I had to find the true meaning of my life. I became very highly successful in what I was doing, and all of a sudden, the entire world opened up for me. Today, my wife and I will travel nine to ten months out of the year around the world, speaking, teaching, doing all these things. Something happens to you when you believe. My precious friends, I want to encourage you today to take a moment and ask yourself these two questions, because in between these two questions, 
you will find your marriage. Question number one, what do I love the most? What am I passionate? What do I love doing? I will do the thing I don't care if I die. I love this very thing. Question two, what is your greatest fear? You see, my friends, your greatest fear is the biggest mountain in your life. What do you fear the most? What is the thing you're afraid of? Are you afraid of dying alone? Are you afraid of the market crashing you losing all your money? What is the fear in your life that's stopping you from your breakthrough? Your breakthrough is stopped by the fear that's in your heart. By the philosophy you borrow from somebody who says in a way. It is the philosophy inside of you about love and the philosophy about failure that hinders people. How many of you remember the cartoons of old on the shoulder chapter? Devil and the shoulder chapter? Angel, absolutely! You know how true that is in today's world? On the shoulder, there's a voice saying to you, Who do you think you are? Anybody ever heard that voice? You? What makes you think that you can do it? You don't look that way. You don't have this. You don't have You don't see that. You see you, you know? What makes you think? Listen, it's the devil. And on this side, anybody ever heard the voice that we I believe in you. You can do this. Anybody ever heard that voice? Well, there's the devil and then the angel, right? So talking to a group of millennials and trying to bring this message to them because they don't watch cartoons the way we used to watch cartoons. <laughs> and so I said to them, and they were mesmerized by an angel and a devil. And I said to them, wow, these two, the angel and the devil, are constantly fighting each other. And they were like, oh, which one wins? I said to them, the one you feed the most. And I said to you, see, every day you have, you are the only person on earth that can stand guard at the door of your mind. And if you choose to allow the negative, the ungodly, the doubt and the fear to enter, well, you have now fed the devil. But if you choose to reject that voice, if you choose to doubt your doubt, and choose to believe and allow the positive, allow the godly, allow all the good stuff to go inside of you, you are now affect the angel of your success. There is power in the way you think. Can you think with me for one second? Just, just think about it. Tell your answer for one second. The Bob I can go off of the wall now. <laughs> Open your eyes. Look around you. Just look around you. Everything you see came out of somebody's thought. Somebody thought about the iPhone. Somebody thought about the projector. Somebody thought about the light. Somebody thought it's an idea. 
You have got no clue how powerful you are. You've got no clue how much gold is deposited in you. Believe in yourself. Believe that you can absolutely do something and hey, deal with the excuses right now. Some people tell me, oh man, I'm too young, Melvin. Oh, I'm, I'm a woman. Oh, the best one, I think I'm too old. Anybody ever heard that? All right. How many of you know of a man by the name of Colonel Sanders? Yeah. Do you know what his life story is? At age 67, he was kicked out of his housewife. He lived in the back of his station wagon, drove around the street. He had an amazing chicken recipe that he wanted to sell. But guess what? Nobody wanted him. Anybody in a cell like that? You've got this beautiful message, but nobody wants you. Well, the colonel was a very persistent man. Eventually, a restaurant said to him, hey, we'll give you a try. And the rest of history, we've got a colonel Sanders. But the two papers, one group says that he knocked 888 doors. Another group says he knocked 1,099 doors. Whichever, that's a lot of doors to know. Yes, it is. What would have happened if the colonel, colonel stopped at door 887? So, never heard of him. At which point are you going to stop? When will you give up? Did I hear never? How would we say this? I will never give up. Let's say this about. I will never give up. See, if you make that life come, when I was dead broke under the table, no money, no food, nothing, no friends, no hope, I said to myself, I will never, ever, ever give up. One of the greatest speeches ever recorded in history was given by Winston Churchill. He walked up to the podium of students, put out his top hat, put it down, and said to them, Never, never, never give up. This is what I found, my friends, with regards to our dream in life. If you refuse to give up, God will never give up on you. Let those words penetrate your hearts. Get away with all the excuses in life. I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm this far, I'm this. Stop the excuses and say to yourself, I refuse to give up. There's something about perseverance. Like Charles Spurgeon says, only through perseverance that the snake reach young. Who here will never give up? Come ask me, Hansi. Who says I will never give up? I will persevere. Guess what? Why is it important for you to persevere? Guaranteed. Whatever you do in moderation, your children will do in excellence. If you give up on small things, they will give up on big things. 
That is why it's so important for you to accomplish what God has in your life, for your life. Just do not give up for the sake of your soul. And let the Lord deal with your excuses and deal with your comfort zone. And thank you, Melvin, for sharing that powerful message with me and with everyone in the audience. I hope you'll be back next week for the conclusion of part three of this powerful message, The Power of Believing. We'll see you back next week on Missions Change My Life. There are three billion people alive today who still have limited to no access to know about Jesus. Most live in the 1040 window. This is the rectangular area 10 degrees north and 40 degrees north latitude, extending from North Africa through India, the Middle East, and Asia. For over 20 years, Global Hope India has been empowering local churches throughout India to provide access to Jesus. You can make a difference now at globalhopeindia.org. Thank you for listening to the Missions Changed My Life show by Global Hope India with Kevin White. Don't forget to visit spiritmedia.us for help in writing, editing, publishing, marketing your book, or building your brand. Visit spiritmedia.us today. Visit kevinwhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's free daily one-minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Kevin's books, Audacious Generosity and Get to the Point are available in hardback, paperback, ebook, and audiobook at kevinwhite.us, worldwide on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere books are sold. Your five-star review on Amazon will be greatly appreciated. This has been Missions Changed My Life with Kevin White. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program copyright Global Hope India, all rights reserved. Each week, we bring you a message of how God uses missions to bring real and lasting change through Jesus Christ. Join Global Hope India again next week for Missions Changed My Life with Kevin White.